Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we come to you with an analysis of two short, or two of our um, shows that we are watching, <laughs> All Star Shore and The Challenge USA. So we're going to be covering today the episode three of The Challenge USA and episode five of All Star Shore. Um, okay, so The Challenge USA. The Challenge USA starts with the algorithm this episode. And um, when we're seeing the algorithm, in my opinion, some of the strong teams, we're seeing a couple of really strong teams formed. I think that Kyland and Angela are going to be like a super strong team. I think that Xavier and Kayla are going to be a super strong team. Tyson and Alyssa, I think, are going to be a very strong team. And Cinco and Sarah. I think that those are the top four teams um, this episode as far as the algorithm is concerned. And I think they also put together some teams that were um, kind of weaker teams. So, yeah, yeah, what 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 teams would you have considered weak this this episode? I mean. James and Tasha and David and Shannon were the two like weakest ones in my opinion. Why does David get <laughs> such a bad rap? I mean, he was out first or like one of the first people or first on his season of Big Brother. I'm not totally sure. I didn't watch it, but I, from my understanding is that he was out early his season of Big Brother on, um, Big Brother All-Stars, it was just like everybody, you know, in the Twitter world anyways was like, why is he here? Because he wasn't really an All-Star, you know? They just kind of felt bad about what happened that season. And um, now on the Challenge USA, we're seeing him in this, like, also very underdog role. So... I don't I just know why I don't see any fight in David. I don't know. I just look at him. I didn't see any fight in him and either Big Brother seasons he played on. So that's just how I kind of view him. I'm like, mm-hmm. he just yeah. does not impress me like at all. He, he's not, when you hear people like Tyson and Sarah and Kyland and Angela talk about how they're playing this game, talk about how they prepared to play this game, what workouts they did, what people they hired to train them, what mental strategy level they're on. Like David's on another planet compared to them. So I don't know. <laughs> David came into BB saying, I mean, admitting he's never watched one episode of Big Brother. But yeah, he was on two. So he didn't even do the lazy like research you have to do, like watching it, like not even watching one season Mm -hmm. to kind of see what it was about. That like Mm -hmm. really irritates me. I didn't say that about him. That like really irritates me. (laughs) I'm like learning this for the first time right now, and I'm just like trying to contain myself. I don't know. David is just not my favorite person I he he seems like I mean I'm sure like 
if I met him in person, you know, nice enough guy, I'm sure he seems like he's a very nice guy. However, I just feel like for a reality TV personality, that's, he just doesn't give me anything. It just blows my mind that casting loves him so much because obviously they do. <laughs> I know. So I did an alternate on for the, like the flagship show too. So I just, I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't, I don't know what they're seeing in him, but I can say that about a few people. So poor Shannon having to get partnered with him this episode. I can't really wait to see him with like Angela or Sarah because they're going to go nuts. <laughs> Yeah. But he is like the definition of giving nothing <laughs> when you watch TV. Yeah. Except last, last episode, he did give us the moment where he like ricocheted off the thing he jumped on. Yeah, but that, that was good. At his expense, <laughs> and that was pretty funny. But yeah, I agree. Okay. That's his only moment on this entire show. Like, I can't think of anything else he did. That's the only thing I can think of. Same. yeah I don't Dave is just not my not not my cup of tea anyway um but we do have Dom and Cash as another kind of weaker team and one of the things that really stood out to me this episode which actually I will talk about a little later when we get to our favorite and least favorite things this episode is Dom was like constantly, constantly, constantly complaining about the Love Island girls this episode. And I understand where he's coming from because it would be frustrating to get paired up with what the house deems as some of the weakest players. But I think that, and I've said this before, that they're wrong, that some of the Love Island girls are actually really strong like Justine, I think is really strong. And Shannon, I think is really strong. And those were his two previous partners before cash. And so I just like, don't really understand um, why he's hating on them so hard, but I do like, I get his frustration at the same time, because I know that at this point early in the game, they're, they are viewed as some of the weaker competitors. So I get his frustrations, but at the same time, it was also just like, I don't know. There was just, he didn't, he didn't come about putting his frustration, his frustrations were shown not in a good light, basically. Oh, I'm talking about him later on. So, yeah. So. Yes. So, um, do either of you have anything to say before about the algorithm and what happened at the beginning of the episode before we get into the daily? The only thing that kind of stood out to me, it was like Angela and Tyson were talking and they want to keep like the strong competitors around so, um, they can be paired up with them hopefully. And I thought that was interesting. Cause I'm like, don't you want pit like so strong competitors against each other so you can have the weak ones in the end to beat well they're but then, paired with one of them i know they don't want to get stuck being paired with one of them i get that but still if they 
throw whoever wins like they throw in a strong team there's always a chance that the team who lost the daily was just not good at that daily and could take out a strong team in the elimination I don't know so much goes thought goes into it but um and then on like the very opposite sorry at the very end of the episode Angela kind of explains why to Kylan and that was I'll talk about that later because that was a really cool moment. So, um, okay. So on the opposite side of that, kind of with, um, that Angela Tyson conversation about their strategy to put in the stronger players, um, we see later on in the episode that that's also kind of Enzo's strategy is he says, like, if I can't start winning dailies, then, my plan is to go against somebody in elimination who already has money and take their money. Right. I also think that strategy benefits Tyson and Angela because they're kind of putting the narrative out there. Like we want to keep the strong players. That means when someone else wins, who's not in their alliance there, maybe they'll stick with that narrative. Like we're keeping the strong players. So I'm not going to target Tyson and Angela because we want to keep the strong players. You know, it's kind of just putting that narrative out there that, oh, what we're doing is keeping the strong players here. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that for sure. Um, I think that keeping the strong players, it's such an interesting thing because the partners change every time. I would be curious to see like what happens, you know, um in the final are they going to be paired up with the same person the whole time are they going to be switching partners throughout the whole thing because if they're switching partners throughout the whole thing and they do bring one weaker competitor to the end then it's still kind of even playing field because each person is going to get paired with that person one time right so true I don't know. And with, with Dom and complaining about the Love Island girls, that also, like, if you do view them as the weaker competitors, then that's actually better for your game that you're paired with them now. Because as long as you can make it through and you can keep going to the next week, then that means that the strong competitors are what is left for you when it really gets down to it at the very end. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, not for nothing, but Dom is 43 years old. He's not in the shape that Tyson's in. Who, why, who are you calling the weaker competitors? Like I, when I look at him, I'm like, you're in the bottom tier of competitors in my opinion too. Yeah. Com- I completely agree with that. I, but he clearly doesn't see himself that way. No. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think Dom is, he's really thinking about things the wrong way right now. Yeah. But anyways, getting into that daily challenge, Abby, do you want to take it away here? Yeah. So the daily was called hang on man. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but I really enjoyed this daily. I thought it was, a, it was a fun one, Yeah. but, um, the partners or, The partners have to run back and forth to get pieces of a staircase and then they have to build their staircase. And then one of the partners has to balance on a plank, like holding this pole behind their back. 
and the other partner has to run to pick out a letter. And if the letter doesn't exist, like let's say they try to go, they pick an E and it's not there, then there's a 10 pound sandbag added to the pole that the partner is already holding and has to balance, which makes it so much harder because they're kind of like balancing on on a plank. Um, so this, it looks exhausting. I'm, I was, I'm always curious about this, but I was wondering like how long the run was like from the letters back to the staircase and plank going back and forth. Like how much did, did they actually have to run? And it looked like everyone had a different, different phrase. So I was curious about that too, if they were going to have the same one or a different one. And I think they all had a different one. And I, I, it pains me to say this, but Ben had a really good strategy because anyone who watches Wheel of Fortune knows the most popular letters that they pick. And so that's what he went for first. Um, but Poor James and Tasha are out first. I think they were the last to even build the staircase as well. So they just had it. They just had a rough, rough go from the beginning. And really no surprise, Kylan and Angela end up winning the challenge. Okay, so I listened to James on the official challenge podcast with Davon and uh, Devin, and it was super good. I definitely recommend that podcast. But um, what James said about this daily was that Tasha is like a is a bodybuilder, so she is used to carrying like very heavy. like weight increments and so 10 pounds is like nothing to her so when he put the 10 pounds on the rod she didn't even feel the difference that that he had put the 10 pounds on and that's why the rod misbalanced because she oh, so it totally thought, threw her off balance yeah so she she thought that he still had it in his hand and was putting it on she didn't realize it was already on well that sucks mm-hmm yeah, because that should have been like her strength of a challenge too, because she can hold so much weight. It would be like nothing for her, but unfortunately it was too much like nothing for her and she didn't feel the weight difference. I kind of think that they needed better communication then because he should have said something like, Hey, I'm letting go now. Hey, cause I, speaking of other podcasts, I was listening to Tyson's podcast and he said when he put the weight on for Alyssa, he had to wait about 30 seconds to a minute to get it to stabilize before he even really let go and get her stable. So it seems like maybe there was something off with their communication. If he kind of just put it on and kept it moving, mm-hmm. everyone else was kind of like uh, messing around with it a little bit to get the person balanced. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that I haven't listened to Tyson's podcast at all. I need to put it on my list. Um, but has he had guests on or does uh, he had um, Steven Fishbach from Survivor on last week because his co-host was sick or something. Oh, interesting. Oh, I bet that was a good one. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> it was funny. 
Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but Tiffany also has a podcast right now. Um, the winner circle, which I think is like under the same branding as Cody Calfiori's, um, podcast, but Tiffany has her own where she like talks on under it or whatever this winter winter circle with tiffany mitchell and she had justine on to talk about throwing her into elimination in her last episode so that was actually really listen to as well but yeah so just you know throwing it out there that there's some some good interviews out there for sure there uh, are, and I feel like people are not really afraid too much to talk about like the real stuff and the behind the scenes stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is really interesting. Well, and I, part of me wonders if like it's more of the big brother people because they're not used to um, not having the show like live as it airs, you know, and like waiting for it to come out. Whereas yeah. like I, there's all the information with live feeds comes out. So it's not as, I don't know. It's just kind of different for them. Yeah. Good point. Anyways. So moving on to the elimination. Yeah. So the elimination. So we said James and Tasha got last in the daily challenge and Kylan and Angela won. Um, and we kind of saw that it was going to be between either Dom and Cash or Leo and Justine for what teams would go against James and Tasha. And it ended up being Dom and Cash. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, how that happened. Um, but the elimination was called plug and play. Um there were two containers filled with water um, and building blocks and one partner had to jump in and release the building blocks. The other partner had to grab them and throw them down onto the ground, slide down the fire pole and start stacking the blocks up. There were 14 blocks and you had to build the tower. Um, in the tanks, there was a lever um, that would release the water and t- when TJ pulled the lever, water would start coming out of the tank and you had to decide as the person in the tank, are you gonna try to plug up that hole and stop the water from coming out? Or are you just gonna try to completely move quickly and not worry about plugging up that hole? Um, If the water hit a certain point on the tank, there was a line. If you went below that line, you lost. So um, Dom doesn't really catch that part or in the heat of the moment forgets about that because he does not even try to plug the hole up. He's just throwing the blocks out and his water's coming down lower and lower and lower. Um, Tasha and James seem to be plugging up the hole and not having the same issue. So Cash is building the tower. She ends up finishing just in time because Dom's water level, it seemed like it was just right at the line to me. Like, I don't know how, how closer it could have been. It seemed like it was right at the line. Um, but Cash somehow finished that tower in time and they end up winning and James and Tasha end up losing. I mean, one thing that I was curious about is like, why was no one trying to help Don and tell him to plug up the hole? But he kind of mentioned that he couldn't hear anything in the tank. So 
even if people were trying to warn him, he couldn't hear it. Um, so Tasha and James lose, um, and Dom and Cash get their money. They had $3,000 to split. So both Dom and Cash end up with 2,500 here. Um, still don't have enough to make the final, but they're inching up there a little bit. So the only reason Dom's still in the game is because of a Love Island girl that he was bitching about. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I love that before she was like, I think I should go in the tank. I think I should go in the tank um, and DM me on social media if it ends up I was right. I kind of like that Cash said that at the beginning there. I wrote that, too. I love that line. <laughs> Cash is such a good reality TV personality. I went from hating her in the last episode to really liking her in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I, she's somebody that I love to hate, honestly. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Okay. So moving on to our top moments of the episode. Um, my top two moments this episode. Okay. So one, when Tyson was like, I feel pretty confident, especially when I hear people in the house that are like, one time I biked 12 miles. Get what? Guess what? That's not even a warm up. And Alyssa just like laughs. And she's like, that was that was me, though. He goes, oh, shit, that was you, Alyssa. That's not even a warm up. So, I mean, I think that I'm sure we can all agree that was by far like the best moment of the episode. Hands down. It was hilarious. That was that was great. That was great. I totally agree. So funny. And I think Alyssa handled it so well, too. I know. I know. She really did. But I think that, you know, Alyssa, I mean, yeah, she's not on Tyson's level. But still, like, she biked 12 miles. Like, she's not, she's not, ooh, I almost said Anissa. I don't know if that's bad. But like, like, there are some people on the show that that cannot bike 12 miles. So it's not like she's at the bottom. I think that Alyssa is a stronger competitor. And honestly, I think she proved that this episode. I know that Alyssa and Tyson didn't win this daily challenge, but she seemed to have been pulling her weight. Yeah, the only thing Tyson said is like, he got like, he started to get frustrated when they were running with the stairs. But apparently the stairs, he said they might have been like 25 pounds each, right? And he's like frustrated that she's not keeping up with him. But then he remembers she's like a little tiny girl and he has 50 pounds or whatever, maybe 65 pounds on her. And he's carrying it just fine. But that may, she may not be able to carry it just fine because she's so much smaller than him. So that was the only thing he said where they kind of got slowed down on that challenge was carrying the stairs, but he didn't blame her for it. Really. He just said like, it kind of wasn't fair that, that they didn't kind of like make for the women a, a lighter weight for the stairs. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Ooh, that would be hard. I mean, yeah. also the challenge. Yeah. Welcome to the challenge. Um, okay. So my other favorite moment was it wasn't like one moment. It was kind of a compilation of um, we've seen it through with James throughout different episodes, but we saw it in this one too. when he's talking to Tasha, I just love that he's such a reality TV super fan and he's watched all of these people's shows 
because she said something I think it might have been about being a bodybuilder or something and he's like I know I've watched your show and (laughs) I don't know I just I I really like James and I just think that yeah that was that was one of my my top moments is just like how he is able to strategize and implement his social game to like really max maximum capacity because he is a reality TV super fan and he does know the backstory of all these people so well. If you go on his Twitter, he had a picture of him like as a fan in the audience at the Survivor. What season was she, Abby Kagayan or whatever, Tasha? Yeah, and then she was also on Game Changers. So I think he was at the finale for her first season and he he like took a picture with her as a fan in the audience. And I thought that was really cool because he posted that picture and then the picture of them together competing. I thought that was really cute. cute. Well, I've DM'd James on both Twitter and Instagram asking him to be on our podcast, but I haven't gotten a response. So well, hopefully he's probably busy with all the press this week because I the know. press. Yeah, I know. I saw that he had a lot of exit press that he and um, Tasha were doing together, but I did see that they were on the Off the Hook podcast. So, I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, yes. So what were some of your top moments of the episode? Go ahead, Abby. Okay. Well, my top moment of this episode and probably all three episodes was (laughs) Christina's top moment because I rewinded that like three times just because for (laughs) Alyssa's reaction, she kind of like stepped back and looked at him she goes that was me (laughs) and he was like oh shit that was you um I just thought that interaction was amazing and hilarious and could not have been better reality tv gold so that was my top moment it's Um, kind of funny because it's like I feel like it's a moment that we can all relate to when you like you either like accidentally say something to the wrong person or text the wrong person (laughs) something you're like oh shit that was you (laughs) Yep. I'm sure we've all done that a time or two or three. I don't know. It's me and my group chats when I'm like, oh, what's wrong group chat? Yep. Right. Y'all gotten those before. Everyone's like, what? I'm like, oh, never mind. (laughs) Um, And then my number two top moment was after I kind of already touched on it, but after Dom bitching and bitching about these girls that one of them was the one to save his ass and after he made the forgetful dumb whatever you want to call it move of not plugging the thing so um always like to see a girl be like mm, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for me so right those are my top two awesome how about you michelle well, I agree with you guys on the Tyson Alyssa moment, so I didn't even include that one because I figured we would talk about it. Um, but I really like TJ at the beginning of the episode, like complimenting the cast and saying how great they were and how much heart they had. And it just made me think he's as sick as the empty of the empty version of the show as we are. And he was like finally happy to have different people and different competitors. And I think I think these people surprised him a little bit. So. I like that. I like that too. That was a good one. 
So I agree with that. But one thought that I had this episode was um, when I think it was Survivor people were talking. Maybe it was Big Brother. I can't remember exactly. But um, it was it was one of those big show alliances we're talking. And it just made me think it really reminded me of the Big Brother alliance on the main show. And so it's like, yeah, they, I don't know, like, it's just been the first couple episodes. So maybe they're just like, excited. But I'm just afraid that this like, everybody's sticking to their show thing. It just reminds me of the Vacation Alliance a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not sick of these people yet, though. <laughs> That's I was going to say, but the difference is the Vacation Alliance. These people don't aren't just grating on their nerves after four seasons, right? It's still, That's still the first season. And no. I hope that, I don't know. I just wish that they would have... Um, infiltrated each other's show alliances a little bit more because I think that that would have been um beneficial to a lot of their games but I I will talk more on that in a little bit but we're only on episode three who knows what's going to happen yeah for sure yeah um the other moment I wrote down was when Shan did her shantham and she and Derek x danced to it I thought that was cute so those are my two. Okay. So that is like an honorable mention for one of my least favorite moments. And it's not because of the Shantham. I agree with you. Like that was kind of cute, but it is that whole scene that kind of, okay. I think that it was a great TV moment. I, I, I get why they put it in. I think it was a good TV moment. However, it really frustrated me because Shan said that um, she doesn't game that hard when, like, obviously she does. And she doesn't backstab when, like, obviously she does. And, but mostly, she literally said the words, some of those people don't even talk to her. So, she's survivor strong, but she doesn't even talk to the people that are in her alliance. And, she just like is banking on the fact basically that they're all survivor strong and like Shan and Tiffany were real friends, like in real life outside of the show. And she completely turned on her last week and the, and was, you know, like basically slut shaming her to a degree. Um, so I just, I don't know. It, this scene just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it made me feel like this is not the show for Shan because she's not, she, she just assumes that they're survivor strong when really like if she was being a smart strategic player in this game, kind of like what I was alluding to earlier is that um, if she should have aligned with Tiffany, because they were actually friends in real life. They could have formed this like very powerful female alliance and Tiffany would probably still be here if something like that were to have happened last week. And so I just think that for her game, I don't think that she's making very good moves. And I think that this was an example of that. All I put about that scene off to the side was Shan annoys me. (laughs) 
And sorry to all the Shan lovers out there. I have yet to see her season of Survivor. I know, I know, people loved her, but I do like. She's her. no, she's very polarizing. People hate, people hated her, or they loved her. See, okay, so I do like Shan, but I just wish that she would own what she is. But I feel like because she's like a pastor, she won't say that she's like this like person who does what's best for her game and goes behind people's backs. At least that's what she did in Survivor. And she's trying to say, like, that she's not this, like, vindictive person. She doesn't, you know, like, in the game, she's she doesn't backstab or whatever when, like, yes, she does. She clearly like, does. <laughs> she does. She does. But. Well, I think she does admit, like, she's like, a game is different. And she, she has different rules for playing a game versus real life. But I, did, I do agree that she kind of muddied the waters by talking about Tiffany and Cinco. That was kind of like crossing the boundary into personal. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And, and especially considering Tiffany could have been such a good ally for her and just like pretty much going against her because she's big brother. Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, and I know that that was last episode, but it just kind of all comes together with like the whole, like her saying like, oh, I'm not going to stab anybody in the back. And it's like, well, but you did. Well, that went beyond even stabbing someone in the back. So I didn't realize that they were close friends in real life. So that's just shitty. That's like me going to Michelle and like saying mm-hmm. some horrible stuff about you. So I'm sorry. I don't respect that at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if they're like as close as you and Michelle are, but it'd be, you know, like somebody who you've hung out with on multiple occasions outside of a TV setting and you're friends with but like maybe not one of your best friends you know yeah I get it well I didn't like that we none of us liked it anyways whether they were friends or not right so yeah I'm I'm sorry Michelle I I thought that the song I mean of course is cute I thought that what DX said about everything I thought he was like kind of spot on with all of it I like that he's giving her a chance but it just really made me feel like she's not playing the game right. The funny thing about Derek X is he did not watch Survivor or anything. But uh, when he left the Big Brother house, Claire, his girlfriend, was such a huge Survivor super fan. So he watched the season of Survivor with her and he was like live tweeting it, whatever. So he knows all about Chan. He, he watched it. That's so funny. Well, I mean, and the right time to watch it since... If you're thinking about, you know, all these people going on to spin-off shows, I'm sure that they didn't know at the time the Challenge USA was even a thing, but um, there's always the MTV Challenge or X on the Beach or Amazing Race or uh, all these other shows, you know, that they could spin off into. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, do y'all want to do worst moments? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my very least favorite moment of the entire episode was James going home. I know that that sounds kind of lame, but I've been talking about James for three episodes now. I really like him, and I'm super disappointed that he's going home. Yeah. And then my other least favorite moment was um, the way that Dom was talking about the Love Island girls the whole episode. Um, I just think that he said some things that were just like, I don't know, just 
complaining at the beginning about how he was with a Love Island girl each time, or he was paired with a Love Island girl each time, when like, really, it's like, okay, well, you pick Justine as your first partner, you could have picked somebody else. But you chose Justine. Why? Probably because you thought that she was a strong girl, which she is. And then she was your partner last week. And she's also not a weak person. I don't know, just the way that he, and then when he was like talking to Cash and Cash is like, yeah, I'm serious. And he just like blows her off and walks away. And he's like, get me out of here. It's like, are, are you kidding? Like, I don't know, just the way that he talked to the Love Island girls this episode was a turnoff for me. He's a misogynist. I wonder, I, I have not seen his season either. And I'm wondering how he behaves on his season of Survivor. Well, I started watching it. I've watched about six episodes. And then the first episode, he turned a lot of people off. So I, I mean, he, I think he maybe comes off in the wrong way at first and maybe gets more likable as you get to know him. I think that might be his personality. Um, but I agree. I didn't love a lot of the things he said on this episode either. Definitely not. Um, okay. So Abby, what were your, some of your least favorite moments? Um, oh, I already talked about all the Dawn stuff. So I'll just, I'll spare y'all more venting about that. Um, I did not like that James, turned on or whatever you want to call it on leo okay that is a great one um i'm trying to remember what he said on the official challenge podcast but i can't i know i wish i would have like taken notes while i was listening but i wasn't like thinking about taking notes while i was doing it uh i was just listening to it but um i know that he said that he has talked to leo since then And I want to say that he said that Leo was never really an option. It was just something that he felt like he had to say or something like, like he knew that I can't remember what exactly it was, but he made it seem like, I don't know, however he interpret, like, spun it, I guess, that Leo accepted his apology and they're close again so okay that makes me feel better yeah yeah I can't remember exactly what he said about it but it was like definitely something to that effect I know that they're good again and then my second worst moment is a very broad one but it was James and Tasha leaving I would have much rather seen Dom and Cash go um because I as I've said a million times I've been binging the survivor seasons I haven't scene and I love Tasha is one of my favorites and then even though I've never seen Amazing Race or full seasons like I did like James the first three episodes of this so those are two good ones that sucks to see go if there's ever um like an off season or something where there's like not something to talk about which like there's always reality tv so I'm sure we'll figure out something but if if there ever is like a like off season time, even if it's like a month or something, then maybe we can fit in some old survivor seasons or old challenge seasons or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I started to go down that rabbit hole too. Of I know you did. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 
Um, Quote Rachel, this game is ugly. (laughs) These past seasons, man, I'm going through the ruins right now, and it is just, it's gross. I'm pretty sure it's hard to watch, huh? Right? I mean, I, I've never, I've never seen that season, but isn't that like supposed to be the worst season of all time? I mean, it's bad. It's, it's bad between, I, I mean, I mean, Kenny and Evan and yeah, what's his face, um, Johnny are all on it. It's just, just terrible people are on this okay, Speaking of Kenny, uh, this is quite the side note right now. But did you guys see that Kenny was at um, Derek's wedding? Yes, and it doesn't surprise me because when there are um, Challenge Mania events in New York City, Kenny never goes to the actual event. But if there's like a brunch the next day or drinks or a viewing party, I've seen Kenny pop his head in two or three times. Okay, so I'm not surprised necessarily that Kenny was there, but there were some people that I was surprised was surprised that they were there and some people that I was surprised um, that they weren't there. So I don't know. Do you guys want to like kind of side note and talk about that for like a, a hot sec? Yeah. I mean, I'll listen to y'all talk about it, but I have no clue about any. I have not looked into any details of this wedding. So I don't know who was there or... Okay. Well, let me bring up like the big picture really quick. I'm sure they're like, uh, mm. I, off the top of my head, it was Zach and Jenna and Jenna was a bridesmaid and she's pregnant and she looked absolutely beautiful. Um, Kellyanne was there. Yes. And his wife were there. Darrell and his wife were there. Mark Long was there. Um, and like we said, Kenny was there and Veronica and her girlfriend were there. Those are the ones I remember from the, oh, and Ryan, um, Ryan was there as well. Those are the ones I remember. I think that might be it, but um, maybe I missed one or two. What Ryan, the Ryan from Fresh Meat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love him. That's cute. Okay. Why am I not seeing these? And it looked like a beautiful wedding, by the way. Yeah, I did. I love it. It looked really nice. They're like really big sign that said the Kaczynski's or whatever. Yeah, it was beautiful. It, it really looked nice. Okay, and everyone looked good. I don't know. Of course, like I've been seeing this all over my social media. And now that I... I know Mark Long posted it, Christina, if that helps you. Thank you. That does. Okay. There was like a photo booth picture. Yes. So it was Jenna and Zach, Veronica... Darrell, Mark, Kenny, yes, Ryan, and Kellyanne. So for the people that surprised me that were there, to be completely honest with you, um, it kind of surprised me that yes was there. It surprised me that Ryan was there. It surprised me that Kellyanne was there. Those were the three and kind of Veronica. I mean, I know that they're like friends, but I didn't realize that they were like that close of friends, I guess. I was only like, Ryan was the one that really surprised me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But same. I think he, does he live around? I think he might live here because he keeps coming to the New York Challenge Mania event. So I don't know if he lives around here or something. Yeah. Um, I guess like, yeah. And then some people that I was surprised weren't there. Um Wow, never mind. I almost 
I almost just said somebody that was filming. <laughs> I know. I I I just caught myself too. Um, hey, I don't get it. Message me. Uh, okay, I'll. Um, and you guys know how Derek met his wife. His wife through Jenna. Jenna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, Jenna and the wife seem to be just as good as friends because Jenna was a bridesmaid and the bridesmaid's dress like they were like gold satin I think or champagne color satin they looked really good on Jenna like she looked really great so yeah I thought so too I yeah and I mean in her little like bump I thought looked super cute too um as we know she's pregnant with baby number two she's not super far along but there was a little bit of a bump you could see and I thought that yeah she was just stunning glowing for sure yeah. But yeah, I guess I didn't re just realize that he was that close to friends with like Kelly Ann. And, um, you know, I thought maybe like, like Brad, he was maybe closer with and maybe. He oh, yeah. No, Brad. Um, yeah. I no, Abram. Yeah. No, yeah. None of none of those people. And like even people, you know, that um he just like recently filmed with that I feel like go to those type of things um that were on you know there's it wasn't like there's like a whole lot of season three people there so I don't know but it really surprised me that Brad wasn't there um yeah that's I guess the biggest one Brad and Brad and uh Johnny Bananas yeah but I don't know um anyways moving on from that I'm sorry I just got really really sidetracked when you said Kenny there Abby um <laughs> it just it just triggered me into that wedding um do we have okay so Abby you went over your two least favorite moments Michelle what were your least two favorite uh your worst moments of the episode so Dom the one thing that really bothered me that he said is when he like used a comparison with his employees, how they listen to him and how cash listens to him. That was the one statement. Like, I know he said a lot of shit, but he's like, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I kind of get it. He's like New Yorker, kind of like a shit talker. So it didn't really phase me that much, but that one, I was like, oh, I don't like that comparison. Like when he was like, get the fuck out of here. That doesn't bother me. But like saying that cash, um, in a comparison to his employees, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, um, I wrote that one down. I just, I mean, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, the, I mean, you guys touched on it. The whole episode, he's kind of mad to me. Um, and then I didn't, I thought these people were stupid with their puzzles. And so had like almost every single letter solved and he couldn't figure it out. Um, Kylan had a ton of letters. I mean, Kylan won, so I, I won't harp on him too much. Ben had a ton of letters. I'm like, couldn't they make a guess? Couldn't they have looked at it? Like, they were all, the puzzles were all something from a country. And they were alliteration. So it was like ants from Argentina. Dudes from Finland. So but what if they made know, a I guess? Didn't... Did they do the rules? Like, what if there was a get? Like, if you if it was a guess and wrong, maybe they had to do more sandbags or... Yeah, so yeah. maybe people just wanted to be right, but I thought some of them, I'm like, Enzo had like every letter but one up on the board. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, it's not this is not that difficult. So that was okay. My well, other. it is Enzo. The Enzo. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. 
anyway, that those were my two. Okay, so um, I was gonna say something there and I can't remember what I thought. Oh yeah, so did the people, did the girls have to be the ones that held the weight? Did we see the guys hold the weight at all? Because why was that a thing? If I would think that the girls should be the ones that are going and collecting the letters, right? Or are the letters too heavy? Is that what was, it is? I was gonna say, we don't know how much the letters weighed. So I was wondering if the le letters were too heavy. Or less than <laughs> I want to say, was Sarah running or did I just make that up? I don't know. I would have to rewind. I don't remember. I don't want to say that because I don't remember. In my head when you were just talking about that. Why was it, why are we seeing that Angela's so strong? Why are we seeing that Alyssa's so strong? Like, I don't know. It should be the other way around, I would think. But I'm down to see a strong girl. It's just weird. Um. Okay, so... The only other thing that I guess I really wanted to say about um, that I learned on the official challenge podcast with um, Jane. Wait, Sarah was running. Sorry, I just I just pulled up the episode. Nice. Okay, so it didn't. So I don't know why they made those decisions. That's yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It must have been the weight of the letters. It had to have been because I don't know why they would do that. And the girls would probably be better at the crossword. Like, what were they thinking? I don't, I don't understand. Um, but okay. So on the official challenge podcast, um, James said that at this point in the show, amazing race had already aligned with survivor. So that's like the only other little, I guess, like tidbit from podcast Twitter world that I have for this episode. Did either of you see anything on, in, uh, on Twitter or listen to anything in podcasts that, um you thought would add to this episode no but in the episode it, it talked about how uh, maybe it, it wasn't official but it did talk about how amazing race wanted to team up with survivor mm -hmm. well but, yeah um yeah I did notice that too but I don't know I just thought that that was interesting I guess that they they had already solidified solidified themselves into their alliance so when he was with Tasha, um, he felt like it was like two of their alliance members going home together because they were both aligned with Survivor. Um, okay. I thought of something. I thought of something just quick. Yeah. Uh, Steven Fishback asks Tyson, who are you more loyal to at this point in the game? Is it Survivor Alliance or Angela? And Tyson said Angela because she could have benefited him more than like the survivor people because she had like all the big brother people um, on her side and she was such a strong performer. So I thought that was interesting. Tyson's playing the game. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's super interesting though, for sure. Um, okay, so who was your MVP and LVP of this episode? Um, my MVP was um cash i mean yeah cachet sorry um and then my lvp was dom <laughs> i agree Her. with you on the mvp abby i said cash too and i think i had her lvp last episode or i definitely did not like her last episode so i'm surprised that i did such a quick change on her well i was impressed by her elimination performance and really not taking any shit from dom so i had to get i mean yeah and yeah. also she, she i mean 
it depends on like how you know you're viewing this too because I I was debating between cash and one other person for MVP and I ended up with the other person but um I totally see the arguments for cash because not only did she win the elimination but also if you think of the reality tv aspect of it and what makes a good person a good reality tv star it is her crying over her ex-boyfriend who is currently in the house it is her having this conflict with her partner it is her coming out on top it is her winning that elimination it's all of it that really makes cash stand out as not i mean she's definitely not the strongest person in the group but she's definitely one of the biggest personalities in the house and that really showed this episode yeah so I put my MVP as Angela. Um, I thought obviously she won the daily challenge, but I think that, um, you know, her being paired with Tyson, the first episode and her winning that daily, um, I think it was just, it wasn't, I mean, and not that Kylan's not strong. Kylan is strong, but I think that this episode, she just like really solidified herself as, potentially the best female on the show the one of the biggest threats one of the biggest people to really come out and then of course she had you know her conversations with Tyson in the beginning about their strategy um oh and also one thing that James said that he would do differently in the future um it doesn't really have to do with her being MVP but it does have to do with Angela um if he were to go on the challenge again is beforehand, he said he would take, uh, stuntman classes. He said that Angela before going on the challenge took stuntman classes so that she could learn how to fall the right way. Wow. That's impressive. That's dedication. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that David is not on the same planet as these people. (laughs) No, not at all. So yeah, so Angela was my MVP this episode. She really stood out to me um, in solidifying herself as being like super strong. Um, plus, you know, Kylan was bringing back those sandbags and she was just, she was, she was rock solid the whole time. I think she plays a great strategic game. And um, I was really impressed with both Cash and Angela this episode, but I'm going to give it to Angela. And then my LVP was Dom because he sucks. <laughs> I already said my MVP was Cash, and then my LVP. I kind of feel bad giving it to her, but I said Tasha. But I am ready. I'm willing to reconsider it now that I know, like maybe James didn't communicate the best when they were doing that whole thing with the poll. Because in my head, as I was watching it, I blamed her because I was like, "How did she drop that so quick?" But maybe he needed to help her balance it out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just put her because I thought she flopped on both the daily and the elimination. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So um, as of now, at the end of episode three, our fantasy standings update, Christina is in first. Michelle has made her way to second place, and Abby is now in third. Why? Why are you in third? (laughs) I don't know. Um, I don't know. You were in second, but I mean, I guess I think you had Tasha on your team. So her getting, I don't know. I need to see these stats. I need to see what's going on here. Well, 
you can if you click on the app, you can go in and you can see what each player scored each episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. That there's like a fun. there's like a section for stats. So yeah. Um, okay. So any final thoughts on um the challenge USA before we jump into All-Star Shore quickly? Nope, just nope. that I'm really enjoying it. Yep. Yeah, same. Agreed. Okay, so we're on episode five of All-Star Shore. And this episode begins with um, Bethan and Marina at the Exile Games. And they have to break out of that like shack that we saw them in last time and find all these clues and add up all these things and open all these locks to try to figure out how to um, get off this island. Um, it didn't appear to me that they were able to watch what was going on in the house like they were able to the first time. And I don't know, this might have been something that was um, cooler to um, do in person or maybe see in person. But as far as executing on TV, I think that it really fell short. Oh, absolutely. It was not fun to watch. Then, like, I, I had a feeling like the whole big reveal of them coming back to the house, it was supposed to be everyone was up and partying and it would be like a really fun big reveal that, oh, they escaped exile. Everyone was asleep when they got back to the house. The whole thing whatever it was it was a bunch of nothingness for me yeah i'll be honest i kind of zoned out yeah watching it yeah i don't even know how they got from point a to point b they didn't really show it so find um like the x on wilson or whatever and it's like if they would have just picked up that volleyball to begin with would they have just been out right away like i just i don't understand i didn't get it i just there were just some like missing elements I think that were missing in the execution of how it translated to TV. And I just, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Um, Michelle, do you want to talk about the paradise game a little bit? Yes. It was called keg stand. Um, the reward for the game was going to be a spa day. Um, so in this game, they had to dig a hole and crawl through like this fence looking thing. They had to grab these two big beer kegs um, and pump beer into a pitcher until it overflowed and then use their keg. The big part of it was they had to use their kegs. They had two kegs to cross to go across the beach and make it to the end of the line without touching the sand so it's kind of like the floor is lava or whatever so you can't touch the sand so if you fell off and touched the sand you had to go back and do it again um so some people were like rolling on the barrels i don't know why <laughs> why that was a strategy it looked so complicated and difficult um some people were standing on them getting both people on one barrel moving the other barrel and slowly going across um a lot of people had to stop and start over again. It took a little bit of like finagling to figure it out. But in the end, James and Blake won. Uh, Trina and Johnny, who really started off almost in last, I think, uh, somehow worked their way to second place because everybody else was falling off so much. And then Gigi and I think her name's Kareem. I don't know how to say that. Um, got third. Um, in last place were uh, Chloe and Portro. 
Um, and it was kind of sad because now they're going to have to go back to the exile game. And I don't want to see them in that. I like them. Okay, but can we, can we back up? Like, yeah. Why did you say it was like the floor was lava? Because if you touch the ground, then Part over. you have to go back to the beginning. You, have, you, have, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, yes, because Kyler has this game. And she goes, <laughs> Mommy, the floor is lava. Five, four, three, two, one. And we, our feet can't be touching the floor. Yeah. So Kyler would be good at this challenge. <laughs> well, I'm like, where did this game come from? And then you said... <laughs> something like that I'm like is everyone in on this including my four-year-old that I don't know yes yep. something about <laughs> yep <laughs> I am dead Abby yes I used to play the floor is lava when I was a child yeah seriously yes what yep. the hell I am so not the cool mom okay <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny okay that's like that's moment of the episode abby that's hilarious um okay so i agree with you um when you said that you're like upset that chloe got last because yeah she's just like i don't know but at the same time like part of me is like not super mad that she got last because that just means more chloe screen time right yes that's true (laughs) we get to see her if they lose the exile game be tortured again that could be good you're right (laughs) At least we get to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so selfish. I'm sorry I said it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So um, we don't get another Exile game this season or this episode, and we don't even get to see who Chloe is going to go against. Um, so, Abby, what were two of your top your top two moments of the episode? Okay. So I think my favorite moment was when Bethan was back in the house and she was explaining I don't know who she was talking to but explaining about it she was like she said some guy named Wilson died there or something and I'm like that was the volleyball I know and I'm like did they not get the whole cast movie castaway reference oh my god (laughs) so funny Okay, that, that was over my head. I did not realize that. That was hilarious to me. And I'm like, she didn't even realize it was a volleyball and it was from the movie Castaway. I don't know. It's just, she's, fun. she's funny. And then um, my other favorite moment was, I don't know. I put so many down of quotes from Chloe. She's just amazing. Pick she one. is. Wait, am I saying her name wrong? No. Chloe, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, she's my favorite. I love her. But she was like, she does this like, oh, my leg's better. And she gets down this, this like half-ass burpee. I don't even know what she's trying to do. (laughs) I don't, uh, there was just so many, like when she was on it, like, oh, we aren't in the fucking circus and whatever. She's just hysterical. She's great. Yeah. So those were some of the lines I like the best and those to me were the best moments those are some good ones for sure um how about you Michelle um I so I like so uh when Trina did her whole like I want drama spiel 
Um, I liked when Joey said, you are proper cringy. I just like that phrase. <laughs> okay. So one of my favorite moments was when Trina said, I think I just want drama. I'm bored. And at first I wasn't sure if I was going to love this moment or hate this moment, to be completely honest with you. But I decided that I loved it because Johnny's face when he says that he has anxiety because of her. And um, I mean, she's clearly not thinking about her partner at all, which I don't really like. But at the same time, I just thought it was really funny. And then um, I don't know, Trina just has everybody so bothered at this point. And then it makes Blake say, like, I just want to play the game or I want I. I just want to play the game. I want to know everybody's secrets is what Blake says in his like little confessional. And I thought it was really funny because, okay, did they even play the game? I don't, I don't know. I think did the power go out and then that I, was that? Yeah, I think yeah. the power went out I don't before. think they ever, like, it was like literally just like Trina, like blew up the house and then they didn't even do what they were supposed to do. So, um, I mean, her impact for this was just, like, on a whole nother level for me. And as much as I, like, wanted to hate that scene, I liked it too much. It was great TV. Yeah. And then yeah. my other favorite moment was um, the drag show, the drag ball, I guess I think is what they called it. And I love that they all had their own drag names. And I loved when Johnny was serenading Bethan. I just thought it was super cute. And I just, I don't know. I love that all, well, for the most part, all of the guys were good sports about it. Um, and they just, I just, I really liked it. I thought it was great. That was on my list too. I mean, I, I did more than two as usual, but that, I thought it was, I thought the whole little um, sequence was cute. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, so how about the moments that you didn't like this episode? Wait, did Michelle do her best moments? Uh, I did one of them. Oh, the other one I had was, the, uh, the other one I had, I just think, oh, uh, Chloe and Potro, like, have the funniest relationship. They're like a bickering old married couple, and the things they say to each other crack me up. So after they lost, he kind of said, I have no hard feelings for her. And she goes, but I do for you. And it just cracked me <laughs> up. He's great. Yeah, she really is. Okay. Yeah. I, you know what? I only did one worst moment. Well, I'll do two. I think them attacking Trina was a little, I mean, they're all just screaming and she's just sitting there like so calm. I like her. Um, but really what stole the show for me in a gross way was this Angelina and Joey mm-hmm. thing. And then Joey's in the diary room and talking about some like triangle. I'm like fucking triangle. She's married. Mm-hmm. Why is this even being mm-hmm. just all of it was. Uh, yeah. So no. I know what Christina, no. I'm sorry, but it's giving me Kayla and bear. Really? That's interesting. Well, I put Angelina getting jealous of Chloe as one of my least favorite moments too. Um, Just because I thought that like, she was so jealous of her. She, I mean, it definitely could have been editing, but it looked like she was really, you know, side-eyeing her. And I agree with when Joey said the love triangle thing and the th- that it was just kind of cringy, but um, 
I guess in Kayla's defense, I will say that, I mean, Kayla and Mikey had a lot of stuff going on at home. There were reasons why she was looking at to get out of the relationship before she even left for filming. And maybe she should have just broken up with him, but that's not, you know, the way that it happened. And there, there are things that she also learned on season 35 from Nani. Cause that was when her and Nani first kind of became really good friends. And Nani thought that Kayla knew some things that she didn't know. And I think that that led her to want to get out of her relationship even more. And so um, I'm not, I don't agree with what Kayla did. And I definitely don't agree with who she did it with, but um, I would say that it's different than the Angelina situation because there were definitely a lot of issues in her and Mikey's relationship. And also her and Mikey were dating. They weren't even engaged and Angelina is married. Well, that's the thing. That's the one thing I was going to say. Everyone's going to has issues, can have issues in their relationships, yada, yada. Um, so, but the big difference, and Angelina and Chris do too. We know that from watching Jersey Shore reunion. I mean, we I just know, know they're so toxic. Oh, well, they're crazy. It's they're nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think, I mean, I know cheating's cheating, but when you're married, I do think that takes it to maybe another level. Um, yeah. But here's, and I actually like Angelina. Like, I like her on Jersey Shore. But, and this is not slut shaming because, you know, I, I get what you need, girls, you know? Um, but so when she said, when she said, I've, always gotten any guy I want I'm like gotten how like hooked up with mm-hmm. or like gotten like oh every guy you you've been with and know has fallen in love with you because to me those are two separate things mm-hmm. like I think a hundred percent of girls can pretty much get it any guy they want if they just want like a little bit of pleasure time you know mm-hmm. um which I said I'm all for but I'm like I just don't, when girls are like, I've gotten any guy I've ever wanted, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not a good look. Um, so what was your other least favorite moment? Or did you name two? I think you only named one. Abby. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said no, that, I said oh, you only had one? but I was really just so focused on yeah, that. No, on the, on the, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So my other least favorite moment was, um, Joey not taking the drag show seriously and just like kind of making a joke out of it. I don't know. I mean, everybody else participated. Everybody else was a good sport. And I just felt like he had this like too school, too cool for school attitude. And I just wasn't a fan of that. Which I didn't get because he seems so fun. Like, I thought he would have eaten this up. Right? Yeah, I was disappointed for sure. What were your least favorite moments, Michelle? Well, I agree with you guys. Angelina and Joey, one. And then number two for me is there was no paradise. They didn't show them going to the spa. There was no exile game. 
what is going on with these episodes? How many ep- damn episodes is the show going to be? Like, this is what is going on? The, the, the whole format of the show, I don't get. They're dragging it out. Yeah, I agree. And and um, so I listened to Blake and Gigi on Caitlin Brousseau's Off the Vine podcast. And um, Blake said that filming was only 18 days. Oh, wow. wow. It, well, Johnny <laughs> said in the episode they were on day seven because he was saying how he missed Bethan and Chloe was like, oh, well, y'all have known each other for seven days. So, yeah. Yeah. The episode was aired was around day seven, day eight. So about halfway through, a little less. Okay, so um, at the end of the episode, um, we well, I guess like throughout the episode, we basically find out that Blake and James have 70 points right now. They're in the lead. They are kicking everybody's butt. And then we have Ricardo and Banji um, have 40 points. Angelina and Joey have 40 points. Johnny and Trina only have 30 points. Um, Gigi and Creamy have 20 points and um, Bethan, Marina, Chloe, and Patro have zero points. So um, who was your MVP and your LVP of this episode to wrap things up? Um, My LVP was Angelina and my (laughs) MVP for this episode and probably every episode um, is Chloe. Okay. How about you, Michelle? So my MVP, I didn't really have one for this episode. I would have gone with Abby instead of Chloe, but then I'm like, well, she lost the challenge. Should I not put her there? So I'm just going to say Beth and Marina because they escaped exile, even though I don't think it looked like it was that difficult. And then my LVP agreed. Angelina just acting a complete fool, like embarrassing herself. Yeah, she is. I love how Michelle and me are so different on that because we... Mm, sorry y'all um we had talked about this before Michelle's like so like looking at like this game yeah maybe I should be (laughs) no I probably should be and I'm looking at like who do I like the most and who gave me the most entertainment I mean I've I've I have done some like game wise but Mm -hmm. yeah okay so I kind of went in the direction that you went um Abby for this one so for my MVP, I put Vanji, and the reasons that I put him is because he called out Trina, and although Trina, it was like one of my favorite moments of the episode, I think that he also had a really big role that night as well, and then he's the one that put on the drag show, and he also performed decently in the competition, so um, I mean, he wasn't, you know, he didn't do super well, but he was somebody that they were giving a lot of camera time to. And I just thought that this was like a standout episode for him. It made me really like him more as a, I guess, reality TV personality. So I put Vanjie as my MVP this episode. That's a good one. And for good reasons. And then I put Joey as my LVP um, because he didn't perform in the drag show. And then he also just like his drama that he has with Chloe and Angelina. Um he definitely played a role in that too. And so I thought about saying Angelina um, because I think that she came off a little worse than Joey. Um, however, since there were like a couple different things I didn't like about Joey, 
Whereas with Angelina, there was only like one thing that I really didn't like about her. I went with Joey instead of Angelina. Yeah, that's fair. So do either of you two have anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up this podcast? No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, as I know, we reported last week on our Twitter at RSR podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Um, our schedule will be a little bit different going forward. On Mondays, we will be releasing an episode of the Challenge USA and um, All Star Shore. And then on Thursdays, we will be releasing an episode um, analyzing The Bachelorette and F-Boy Island. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you soon.